Good morning, this is Scott Simons and uh, you are in GM3X, also known to a lot of this community as Rise and Grind. I am filling in for the one and only Glenn Lundy. And Glenn is out traveling, he's got a lot of things going on, uh, so I'm filling in for him today. So if you tuned in, you're like, whoa, wait a minute, that's not Glenn. No, I'm not Glenn Lundy, there's only one Glenn Lundy but I'm here filling in and uh, it's just a real honor for me to be here this morning. Um, I love this community that has greatly impacted my life and what I am doing today is I'm filling in and I'm gonna share some things with you today and I hope that I say maybe one thing that will resonate with you that may motivate you, maybe even share a little bit of education or inspiration. So I am the husband to one, my wife Kelly for over 30 years, uh, I'm a dad to six. And somebody says, whoa, Scott, dad to six. What are you talking about, dad to six? I thought you had two kids. Well, yeah, I have two two-legged uh, children, but then I also have others. So I have a daughter named Morgan, a son named Dawson, a dog named Max. I have another dog we do named Bubba, a cat named Charlie, and a lizard named Leo. So, man, we got a lot going on in this house. So I am a dad to six. Uh, today is September 30th, 2022, and where that's relevant to you is, is this is the last day of the month for a lot of us that are in the auto industry or a lot of us that are in um, sales. And then it's not only that, but it's the last day of the quarter. I mean, can you believe we are in the last day of the third quarter of 2022 like where did this where where is the year going uh, but anyway uh today's the last day i'm coming to you live from rockingham virginia i'm in the blue ridge mountains the western part of virginia a blue beautiful area if you're ever in the area please stop by cma's valley dealerships and uh and say hello to us um I'm also streaming over in Clubhouse. So I don't have the really cool production. Um, I, I, I don't have all the, the, the roadcasters and the webcasters and all that stuff. So it's just me on here. So, um, you know, if you would, if you would say good morning to me and I'll say good morning to you. Uh, Josh O, great to see you. I was over in Clubhouse earlier and I saw all the familiar faces over there. Stars Tina just absolutely killed this morning. Wes Storm, good morning. Rick Tamburino, good morning. Gloria Bond, good morning. And if y'all would just say good morning to yourselves, and if you please share this out, uh, I would sincerely appreciate it. Uh, I'm gonna give it all I've got this morning, and I and I sure hope that I say one thing that's gonna resonate with you today. You know, I, I, how I um, got to this point where I met Glenn Lundy was, it, Glenn used to run uh, Dan Cummings Chevrolet, and Dan, Dan Cummings, um, was is just an extremely successful dealership in Kentucky. And I am the managing partner of CMA's Valley Dealerships uh, located here in Virginia. And we have 23 stores, about to be 24 stores, car dealerships in Virginia, West Virginia, and now in Maryland. And um, I'm a student of the game and I always look to see who is being successful and what can I learn from them. And I ran across this gentleman named Glenn Lundy. And I started seeing what he was doing online and I, and I, and I started to, uh, find out about, you know, his journey and, and, um, how successful this dealership was. The dealership that he ran was selling about a thousand cars a month. 
in a population of about 9,000 people. And I said, whoa, how in the heck? Hey, Renee, how you doing, Queen? You know, how is he doing this? You know, I need to go, I need to go learn from this guy. You know, I need to find out how he's doing what he's doing. And, and so I reached out to Glenn and I was in a meeting close to where he was at in Kentucky. And I said, hey, Glenn, would you do me a favor and come speak to uh, this group, this 20 group of car dealers? And he said, sure, what are you like? First of all, it's kind of like, who are you? You know, and then, um, you know, what do you want me to talk about? And I said, Glenn, just come and just come and just tell your story. Come and explain how you went from selling a couple hundred cars a month to a thousand, you know, your processes and take us through that journey. We all want to learn. And Glenn said, Scott, no, no, I, no problem. I've never done this before. And so ever since then, which was you know, quite a few years ago, Glenn and I have been friends. Uh, from there, it went to, uh, he started the Rise and Grind show. And I think when the first time he went live, it was in his closet at home. And uh, I think I was there and his wife was there and maybe his mom was there and a few family members. I think there was like six of us. And it's still online. If you go back and look at that show, it's amazing to see where Glenn was and where Glenn is now. It's truly, truly amazing to see his his journey. So ever since Glenn said yes to me, I have always said yes to him. And I truly believe that's what life should be about is, is if you pour and help and serve others, then it comes back to you tenfold. So Glenn didn't know us from anywhere and came in and poured into our team. We went and visited his operations. Of course, I introduced him to my partner, Liza Borges. From there, Glenn left the auto industry, had rise and grind. Then it, it went to Clubhouse Breakfast with Champions. And Glenn's whole mission is, is to give people a seat at the table, to, to educate, to inspire, to motivate and to get up early and have a positive, positive impact in this world. And so that's where we came to Rise and Grind. And that's how I've known Glenn. So Glenn went from Rise and Grind to Clubhouse. And he said, hey, man, there's this app called Clubhouse. And I'm like, Clubhouse? What's, what's, what's Clubhouse? Glenn? What's this about? And if, if y'all remember back in the time, it was right during COVID. And there was a lot of uncertainty in this world. And it was like that, that app came was like a gift from God. It was like, we're all, you know, stuck at home and certainty, you know, you're seeing all the, you know, the horrible things that's going on with COVID and, 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 and then all of a sudden we all got on this app and we spent hours and hours and hours. We met all these amazing people and we got to interact with other people. And it was so awesome. You know, when, uh, when I joined clubhouse from there, Glenn started 800% club, which I've got on my shirt, you know, uh, it's an automotive club course. CMA hired Glenn and Danielle Delgado to pour into our team. So do you see how all this comes full circle? All because Glenn said yes. All because he said, you know what, Scott? I don't know exactly what you're asking of me, but I'll do it. I'll do it. I don't know if he picked up on my energy or if I just got lucky or whatever the case may be, but Glenn showed up and he poured into our team. So that's how Glenn and I met each other and how I've been pretty much his one of his right-hand people from the very beginning. I believe in his mission. We align in our values, and uh, he's greatly enriched my life. So if he says, hey, Scott, you know what? Would you be in the bullpen, man? I don't know when I'm going to need you, 
I don't know when you're going to need to go on, but I'm traveling a lot. That man has been all over the place. His career and life is just so busy and he's blowing up. So he said, you know what, Scott? I need you. I said, you know, bro, you were there when I needed you and I asked the favor. I'll always be there. You know, and I truly want to be known as the person that if you have one phone call, one phone call, you know, make that phone call to me. Uh, I'm going to get pretty personal with you and I'm going to share, I'm going to share, um, some life lessons that I've learned and hope that maybe I'll say one thing that will resonate with you that will inspire change. If you're doing well, maybe you'll do better. If you're in a dark place, maybe that I was at one point, um, you know, I'm hoping to, to snap and get you out of it because when you're in that dark place, you, you start to lose hope. And I'm not the, you know, back in 2007, 2008, and I'll go through this with you and just bear with me. Uh, I'm not, no, I'm not even close to the person that you see today. Um, and so I want to share that with you. And then after we go through this, we're going to go back over to Clubhouse and you can join us over there if you're on Facebook. Um, and then we're going to go through and we're all going to have shares. And then we're going to go on with the, with the show. So if I, if I may, let, let me take you back uh, to 2000. You know, it was about uh, 15 years ago. And uh, this was my day. This was the day that I would go through, um, which it's even hard for me even to go back and talk about, but I'm going to do the best I can. So just imagine for a second, you are going through this journey with me. I, I want you to just think, close your eyes and think you're in a dark room. The, my, so your alarm goes off and just close your eyes for me to really feel what I'm going through. If you're in the gym, take a break for a second. I know a lot of y'all are in there killing it right now. I typically would be on a racquetball court. I just want you just for a minute to close your eyes and envision what I'm about ready to take you through. And if anybody is going through something similar to this, I think that it will help you. I truly think it'll help you. So close your eyes if you would for me. Um, my alarm goes off at 7 a.m. I fight to even get out of bed. I stumble into the bathroom, shut the door, and turn on the light, shine away from the mirror. I turn on the shower as hot and as fast as the water will come out. I walk back to the sink, putting my razor, shaving cream, aftershave, and deodorant in the same place on my counter that I would put it every single day. Never once did I look in the mirror. I opened the shower door and let the water pour over my head. As I start to think about my life in the day, I can't help myself but to start to, to, to cry. I fight through the tears. I turn off the shower. I dry off. I wrap the towel around my waist. I go to the sink, put on my deodorant, Never looking in the never looking in the mirror, and I turn off the lights. So you're in front of the mirror, and it's completely dark, and you, the lights are turned off. You you lay everything out because you you're going to feel for it. You apply shaving cream to your face, and you begin to shave as fast as you possibly can. See, I didn't want anyone in my family to see me in the dark. After I do the best I can, I feel around for the aftershave, then I apply it to my face. 
As I apply the aftershave, I feel the places I missed in the burn of where I cut myself. I open the door, turn back on the light in the bathroom, and head to get dressed. After getting dressed in my triple XL shirt and 4428 pants, and I'm sorry if those are the pants you wear, I apologize. And I go to the kitchen where my wife, Kelly, my daughter, Morgan, son, Dawson, uh, were eating breakfast. I don't say much to any of them. I really don't even want to make eye contact. Um, I just want my fa- I didn't want to see, I didn't want my family to see the cuts all over my face. Before I left, almost without fail, my loving wife uh, tried to dry the blood from the cuts on my face and would fix my disheveled hair. This went on for months, uh, possibly even a year. Um, then it all came to a head uh, for me. Um, I was in, I was on the showroom floor. At that point, I was working at another dealership group. And I was on the showroom floor and some team members approached me and they said, hey boss, you don't look good. Your face is red. And I said, oh man, I'm fine. You know, shoot. You know, I really didn't want anybody to sit around with me because I didn't want them to see the cuts all over my face. And you know, sometimes people would say, hey Scott, Ed, did you get in a fight with the razor? I'd say, like, oh, I'm fine. And when you're when you're when you're big, much bigger than what you are now, you have a whole lot more area to shave. I mean, my you know my face was I was about uh, sixty pounds heavier than what I am now because I didn't want to look at the person in the mirror. So I you know they said you don't look good. Your face is bright red, and I said hey I'm fine. Just get back to work. So then they returned to the office and they said hey they called me boss. They said hey boss, you're you you really don't look good. So they left a blood pressure monitor on my desk and I said, get back to work, you know, shoot, I'm fine, get out of here. You know, being being the tough guy, not wanting to accept or face the reality of where I was. So when they left the second time, I guess it played with my mind and I started to feel lightheaded. And I think it was probably because they were so concerned about me that I started to get concerned about myself. And so at that point, I took out the blood pressure monitor and I checked my blood pressure. My blood pressure, if I remember correctly, was about 275 over 180. So 275 over 180 is basically a heart attack or possibly even a stroke. So at that point, uh, they immediately took me to the ER. As soon as I arrived at the ER, they, they checked my blood pressure and it was, it was very high. They hit me with nitroglycerin and, and tried to keep me alive. You know, to this day, it's a miracle that I'm even I'm here. Um, the doctors at the hospital informed me that if I didn't make immediate changes, I was going to die. And see, I was already on the highest blood pressure medicine that you could be on. So there was not much else that they could do for me. I was drinking daily. Uh, I believe it or not, I even smoked at that point had terrible eating habits, and I wasn't working out. You know, my wife, desperate to save me, said, um, you know, if you don't make changes, we all love you, but if you don't make changes, you're not going to be here to see your daughter walk down the aisle. And then that that, that phrase um, was the one phrase that finally woke me up. And see... To some, I was general manager of a car dealership. 
to some, I was, I was quote unquote winning. Um, I was winning in business. I was getting close to uh, achieving my goal, but it was, it, I was losing. I was losing in, in everything. I was losing as, as a husband, which first, you know, I've got to be a good husband. Then I was losing as a, as a dad. I was losing as a friend. I was losing as a leader because all I was worried about was accomplishing my goal. And if you, all you're worried about is yourself and the goals that you're going to accomplish. Sure, is that important? It is important. But the more people that you bring along with you and the more people that you help and serve, the more it will enrich your life. But I was so worried about attaining that goal that I lost who I was. I lost the person that I was. I, 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 I wasn't even recognizable um, to the point where I didn't even want to look in the mirror. I didn't even want to look at my own face in the mirror. That's why I shaved in the dark. And I don't know if anybody has ever been that low in life. And if you're going through things, I want to tell you, I want to tell you there, there's a way out. The, the way out of that is, is you've got to own it. I had to own the person that I was. And then I luckily had a great network around me that poured into me. And when they poured into me, they said, hey, we're not going to let you fail. We know there's a good person in there. We know that there's a good person in there and we're not going to let you fail. So then I'm going to share with you, how did I go from there to where I'm at today? And I'm not, I'm not perfect by any stretch of imagination, but I'm a much better person and much better place than I am, than I was back then. So I'm going to just ask you, you know, who are you hiding from? Why are you not being the best version of you possible in all aspects of life? At the end of life, you know, I think we're truly going to be there with God or whoever you believe in. And I want to resemble, and I've learned this through Ed Milet and other people, I want to resemble the person that God envisioned me to be. Also, I had to understand at that point, no one was coming to save me. No one's going to come in and your house and help you accomplish your goals and dreams. If you want to accomplish those goals and dreams, you, you have to do it. But you can't do it by just worrying about yourself and wanting to accomplish a goal so um, so much that you forget who you are, that you that that the only thing important to you is achieving that goal. Because what's going to happen is, is you're going to lose who you are along the way. And then you're going to accomplish that goal, but then you're going to be by yourself. There was no doubt about it is my wife was going to divorce me. There was no doubt about it that it was going to greatly impact my children. But I first had to own who I was. I had to say, hey, you know what, Scott? You've got to make changes. And there's people that are listening to us on Clubhouse. There's people that's going to go back and watch this replay that is in a similar situation that I was in. And they're not being the best versions of them possible in all aspects of life, in, in, in health, in, uh, your, in relationships, first of all, health, and then relationships, and then finances. So I had to realize there was no one coming to save me. So I'm going, to, I'm going to go over some things with you and I'm going to do it. Um, I'm going to go over three things and share some best practices that help me get out of where I'm at to where I'm at today. Still got a long way to go to be the person that God envisioned me to be. But man, I'm so much better than than what I was before. I'm so much better of a person than I was before, but I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. No one's perfect. So you got to give yourself grace when you do slip and when you do make those mistakes. So I'm going to talk about health and I'm going to talk about family and I'm going to talk about finances. 
And when I talk about fitness and health, that's got to come first. If I don't have health and if I don't have this body and if I kept going the way I was going, I wouldn't be here right now. So you hear them talk about it when you're on the airplane and, and, and the oxygen mask drop down, you've got to put your oxygen mask on first before you can help anybody else. So first and foremost, I had to get my health straight. Remember 7 a.m. 7 a.m., that's, that's, that's too late. You know, you got to go to bed early. Depression happens at night in darkness. Our body needs sunlight. So I want to be up as long as the sun is up for as long as possible. I don't want to stay up late and worry about things that's never going to happen. There's a lot of times we're laying around in bed and we're worrying and worrying and worrying, and then we lose sleep and then we wake up tired and we can't be the best versions of ourselves. So the first thing is, is you got to go to bed at a decent time. You know, I get up before 5 a.m. Y'all see my little corny check-ins for the people that follow me on Facebook or um, I'll say, hey, up and at it. You would not believe, you would not believe how many people message me and say, hey, you know what? I didn't feel like getting up today. And people, some people would sit there. If you're a pessimist, you'd say, why is he posted every day that he's getting up? It's not for me. I'm already up. It's for the person that's laying in bed scrolling. And they're like, you know what? I don't feel like getting up today. Wait a minute. Scott's up. If Scott's up, I got to get up. That's how I turn from getting from focusing on me to starting to focus on others. First of all, get up before 5 a.m. Plus, you want to make breakfast with champions, right? You want to you want to be in the Millionaire Breakfast Club. So get up before 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is where I'm at. I'm on the East Coast. Work out daily. It can be a walk. It can be anything. But work out daily. Um, you know, if you find a sport, I happen to play racquetball twice a day. I love racquetball. So I enjoy what I do, plus I'm working out. So that's a win-win. So I play racquetball 11 times a week. Keep in mind, I was 275 pounds, pounding cigarettes and, and, and drinking alcohol every day. Uh, eat healthy. I do prepared meals. So I eat a healthy breakfast, and then I have Icon Meals that I order. Todd Abrams is a friend of mine, Icon Meals. Do meal prep. Take your Sunday, do meal prep. If not, order it online. There's all sorts of companies. HelloFresh, Icon Meals. I happen to use Icon Meals. I try to drink as much water as possible. I, I drink water almost all day long. Um, I at least drink a gallon, if not more. Um, I do a program if you want, like 75 high, hard, or find an accountability partner. It, 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 it's You will let yourself down before you'll let someone else down. So when I also post in the morning and say, hey, up and Adam, let's go get it, I'm doing that for me too. So part of this volunteer to help Glenn and to help this the, his mission and to be here is the poor into you. But you know what? It also helps me. So that creates a win-win. Uh, next, next, let's talk about family. So there's the health. Let's talk about family. Family is the most important thing. I truly believe, I truly believe the most important decision you're going to make in your life besides your health is, is who you spend the rest of your life with. Whether it's your circle of influence, look in your phone. You are the average of the five people you communicate with. It, it, if they're negative, if someone's negative, I pointed out to them, I used to be that negative person. I'd say, hey, you know what? You're, you're being negative. Sometimes people don't know. They, they, they simply don't, no one's ever cared enough to sit and say, hey, Scott, you know what? You're being negative. Luckily, I had people that cared enough about me said, wake up, you fool. If you don't wake up, you're going to die. 
Luckily, I had people that share and pour into you and tell you the truth. It's because they care. So I could have took it personal, but luckily I woke up. Luckily, I was spared. Luckily, I didn't die of a heart attack or stroke. My message to you this morning is don't wait until it gets so bad that you don't have a choice to make changes. Make changes today. Make changes right now. When, when this is over, go and say, okay, this is where I can improve. And these are the changes that I'm going to make to have a better life, to the life that you deserve, the life that God envisioned you to have, to be the person that God envisioned you to have. And whoever that person is or that spiritual uh, person that you follow. So I, I, luckily I have um, a, a, my wife, Kelly, we, we've dated or been married for over 30 years. I met her when I was 17, she was 15. And we can cue the West Virginia joke. So I worked at the front desk of a fitness facility and an a, attractive young lady came in and I looked and I could say this about West Virginia because I'm from there. She had all of her teeth and I'm like, wow, she's pretty, she's got all her teeth and she, we didn't have the same last name or anything like that. So I don't think she's my cousin or distant relative. So I got her name, her phone number out of the uh, database, which I'm, you know, would break laws now. And I contacted her and asked her if she would want to go out on a, a you know, date with me. And uh, we've been dated or married um, ever since then. So extremely important who you're going to spend your life with. How you, um, you know, how you foster that relationship. And I, I trust me, I'm not perfect at this. So I'm talking to myself. Yeah, I know Vicky, isn't that funny? She had all her, uh, she doesn't, uh, she had all her teeth and we're not kin. I, I don't think we're kin, so we'll see. Uh, I don't think we are. I didn't really check. I don't do that DNA or ancestry one, two, three, because I don't think I really want to know. Uh, but anyway, but when you're with your loved one or your family, be present, when present. You know, when we eat dinner, we put our phones down. And our son, we're grabbing the phones and we're putting it down. And we're like, hey, you know, this is dinner. This is family time. You know, when we eat breakfast in the morning, we dinner every day together. I ride to school with my son and my wife because I want to spend as much time with my son as possible. You know, when they get to that 15, that's, you know, 16, 17, you know, that's when they start to drift away a little bit from the parents. And then 18, you know, they're like, oh, man, you know, parents aren't cool anymore. And then we get cool again when they turn back when they're about 25. I think is when we get cool again. It's because they have to go out and find themselves. So we pour into them until that point and do the best that we can and then release them out there into the world. So live life to the fullest. Live every single day to the fullest. You know what? If I died today, knock on wood, if I died today, don't, 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 don't cry for me. I've had a wonderful, wonderful life. Celebrate, celebrate. Maybe one little thing that I said this morning, say, Hey, you know what? That was a good guy. He lived life to the fullest. So, and when I'm at work I, at the dealerships, I give it all that I've got. When I'm in the gym, I give it all that I got. When I'm in your friend, I give it all that I got. I, you know, we travel, we live life to the fullest. We live every single day like it could be our last day. I turned 50 in December. I can't believe it. I, I can't believe I turned 50. Like, what the hell's happened? I turned 50. But, it, you know, there's two ways to look at it. Dang, I'm not turned 50. Or, man, you know, I, I you know, I, through my trials and tribulations, I'm so happy to be here at 50. I mean, I'm, I'm, on, I'm not supposed to be here. So every day is a blessing to me. I probably should have been gone 10 years ago if I didn't have people that cared about me that smacked me around and said, Scott, wake up. So my wife and I would try to do a date night every week. We also try to do a family night. 
Typically family nights on Friday, Saturday night is date night. You have to date your spouse. The years that I got lost is when I didn't uh, date my wife. You have to date your spouse. You have to, you cannot take them for granted. Spouse first, children second. There's some people that, that and even part of my, uh, my wife, uh, part of her life is she lost a little bit who she was because she focused completely on her children. You can't, you lose who you are. You can't live your life vicariously through your children. You, that's their life. You still got to have your life. So don't make the mistakes that we did. Also have some one-on-one -on -one time. Um, we do run our family. Y'all heard me talk about this. I'm gonna talk about finances a little bit. We do run our family as a business. I know people have reached out to me about this. You know, please consult your uh, accountant. But our company, our family is called Simons Enterprises, Inc. So I'm a W-2 employee at the dealerships because I'm a general manager or I'm, I'm the general manager leader at the stores, but I'm also a partner. So all the stores, I, all the other businesses I own outside the dealership is owned by Simons Enterprises, Inc. So my wife's on payroll. My children are on, on payroll. It all rolls up into S Corporation. If you don't know what that is, please contact you know your your uh, accountant and find out about S Corporation because you can put pa passive and and active losses in this S Corporation. So now we're going to talk about finances and health, but we do run our family as a business. We talk about money. We talk about where we are. We talk about the investments we're involved in. We talk about money in front of our children. The, the schools, which God bless our teachers, uh, uh, admire and respect our teachers, our public servants. They do the best that they can. The problem is the curriculum that they're teaching our children, they're not teaching them how to balance a checkbook, which are like, what are you talking about balancing a checkbook? We don't, we don't do checkbooks, we do crypto, whatever. You know, um, they don't teach them anything about how to save money, pay yourself first. The things that I'm gonna go over with you today, go and teach your children. They're not learning it in school. They're not learning any of it. So you've got to go teach. I teach our team. I mentor our staff of about 175 people. So you've got to teach your children about life, about, about money, about finances, about health, about relationships. What I'm teaching you today, if you would do me a favor and go teach it to your children, it will be my, it'll be worth my time this morning pouring into you. So let's talk about finances. People say, well, Scott, you're, you know, you've, you've always had money. No, that's not true. That's not true. Where I'm originally from, and I probably say this, is McDowell County, West Virginia. It is, it is one of the poorest counties. It's the richest in people in what I learned, but it's one of the poorest counties in the United States of America. It has the lowest life expectancy in the USA. Thank God I made changes or I would have, I would have added to that number. <laughs> I would have been one of those lower life expectancies. You know, that was back in 2007. Man, I could have died when I was in my mid thirties if I didn't make changes. Less than half adults have a high school education. I happen to have a master's degree. You know, if you could take, if you could take classes and learn as much as you possibly can while you work, that's the best of both worlds. Um, 5% of adults have a college education where I'm from. 67% of houses don't have wastewater. So if people say, Scott, you know, it's easy to say where, where you're at now because you've had a silver spoon. That's not true. My parent, now my parents 
taught my brother and I a lot of life lessons. I was blessed with, with a lot of common sense and they gave a lot to my brother and I, and I owe them a lot. And my dad's 84, my mom's 80. They live close to me half the year and they live close to my brother the other half. And they are, they're here. They're at my house about every single day. They were here last night watching the Dolphins lose, which boo, two had got hurt and we got lost, and we lost, but that's okay. Uh, I don't get all twisted and worried about it like I used to because I've, I've changed, you know, season's not over and we still have a good team and, and we'll see, we'll see, um, we'll see how the season shakes out. But the old Scott would have been so angry today. I would let it mess up my whole day over a football game. It's a game. So anyway, for, from where I'm from, I'm from, I, I learned a lot of life lessons from where I'm from. A handshake means something. If you say you're going to do something, do it. Your, 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 your company where you work for may be on the front of your jersey, but the name, the name you represent, your family, don't do anything that would disrespect your family name. Your legacy is what they're going to say about you when you're not here. Your character is what they say about you when you're not around. I want people to say good things about me. So I try to be a really good person. But again, I'm not perfect. Neither are you. And it's okay. As long as we learn from our mistakes and try to get better 1% every single day, we're going to have a great life and we're going to impact a lot of people. So let me share this financial advice with y'all real quick. Um, budget your budget, your, um, make your budget based on your worst month, not your best month. So if I have the next 12 months, I do projections for the dealerships. I do projections for our family about the money that we should make based on previous years. So if you want to do a 5% increase, 10% increase, don't look just over your year, look month to month and then take into account market conditions, take into account different things. So I budget my month by budget based on my worst month. I'm in the auto industry. I, we, our, how we operate fluctuates. But I, I base my budget on my worst, not my best month. People will go and they'll have a really good month and then they'll raise their standard of living. How many people are in there? Put in the comments, no people. They, no matter how much money they make, they have no money. That's because they raise their standard of living to their best month, not their worst month. Live based on your worst month or your lowest performing month. And then put money away in automatic accounts. 401k. I know people talk trash about it. I'm a proponent of it. Buy your first home, your starter home. But the more you can pull out of your accounts and put in savings accounts, whether it's multiple or whatever the case may be, the better off you're going to be because people spend money based on what they see in their account. So if you see less in your account and, and it's going in automatic accounts, you'll save more money. Pay yourself first. Automatic withdrawals is talking about that. Pay yourself first. What I mean is make sure that you are saving for your future. When I talk to people about saving their money and paying themselves first, luckily I started when I was 15 years old. They're, they're like, it's a punishment. I'm not punishing you. I care about you. I'm telling you, you're a slave to your debt. You don't want to be a slave to your debt. You want to pay yourself first and be smart with your money. If you're smart with your money, then you don't have to work as hard and as long. But if you work hard and then are smart with your money, then, then that's when the magic happens. Pay off your debt with your highest interest rates first. So like credit cards, make sure you're looking at them. You can transfer those to zero balances, uh, zero APR, excuse me. Just make sure you cut up the old credit card. Uh, buy appreciating assets like real estate. I truly believe there's going to be a really good opportunity to purchase some real estate coming up. 
work with a professional uh, uh, for a tax strategy. The Simons Enterprises Inc. that I shared with you is a tax strategy. I'm a fan of leverage. Let me talk about leverage real quick. Once you've done the basics, and the reason why I got in the auto industry is, is because I could dictate what I was going to make. So I love sales. And people are like, oh, sales, I can't be a salesperson. Listen, y'all sell every day. You sell your spouse, you sell your kids. Everybody on here that's listening to me is a salesperson. So don't, don't trip on the word sales. If all it is is take care of people and solving their problem. That's all it is. So I don't have any slip lines and I'm shipping vehicles throughout the United States of America and I'm selling some, some influencers. I'm just being me. And I just ask, how can I help you? How can I serve you? And then follow through with what you say you're going to do. But use, I'm a big fan of leverage. Leverage is this. You can have an actively managed account and I can leverage the balance on that account. So I have an account that say it has investments in it. I can leverage up to 75% of the balance and put that money into other things and pay a lower interest rate, borrowing it from myself, and then getting a higher return. Be careful though. Be careful using leverage because if it goes down, you could be, your account could go down and you still owe the money. So be careful. Also, you can use leverage on credit lines on real estate. You also, uh, which means if you own an asset, make sure you can borrow against that asset in case if anything happens and you want to take advantage of our opportunity. Uh, also, life insurance. There's some life insurances that you can leverage up to 100%. I told you, um, networking and serving other people, being in this group, connecting with people that are in uh, on Breakfast with Champions, on uh, GN3X, on Clubhouse, that's all your network. That's your network. And all the businesses, which I part on 25 of them or so our family does, besides the car dealerships, was all investments and partnerships with people that I've met that I aligned with. And I simply say this, I simply say this, hey, if there's anything, I'm looking to partner and to invest with other people, like-minded people. If there's ever an investment that you have that you think I would be a good fit for, let me know. Just keep me in mind. If I say that one thing to people, after I've asked questions to make sure they align with me, to make sure they're people of integrity, make sure that they would, they're people that I want to um, do life with. And then from there, they call me back and then Danielle Delgado is, I'm a partner with her in a fund. Todd Stottlemyre, a biotech company. I part own multiple companies because of my network. So then I'm not actively involved in those companies. Those companies pay out returns and dividends that go back into Simon's Enterprises, Inc. But for me to be able to to jump on those opportunities, I have to be a good person to build my network. I also have to save my money. I have to pay myself first. So relationships and community is huge. I just talked about it. Uh, GM3X, Rise and Grind, Breakfast for Champions. I'm in Apex. I'm in uh, Arte. Those are all 800% um, club. Those are all networks and groups that you should be a part of. This is the last part I'll share with you. And I'm sorry I went on for a little bit longer than normal. And I hope you all get value. And I hope to leave time to go back and answer any questions over in Breakfast with Champions. So once we finish here, please join us over on Clubhouse Breakfast with Champions. We've got a great show with a bunch of great speakers today for everybody. And if you don't catch it live there, you can go to breakfastwithchampions.live. If you also would share this out across your platforms, I would sincerely appreciate it. First of all, I'm going to go over uh, some best practices. If someone contacts you in your phone, store their contact in your phone and how you met them. 
So Store, Scott Simons, I met him through uh, 800% Club. I met him through Breakfast with Champions. Here's his phone number. When I meet people and, and it's somebody I want to know, I just simply say, hey, uh, Larry, or hey, Dora Maria, um, um, do you mind if I grab your cell phone? And, and what is it? I, and I just ask. And if I built rapport with them, they're going to give it to me because in my phone, I store my own contact. And in my phone, I'm going to punch, I'm going to share my contact with you. And I know there's all sorts of apps you can do this with, but once I've earned the right, I ask for their phone number. And then I text message them mine. That's how I get a lot of people's phone numbers. The Jake Pauls, the a lot of influencers uh, that are turned into customers of mine. It's when I serve first, and then I just ask them, hey, can I get your cell phone? And a lot of times people just rattle it off. So then I just put it, I put it in and then I text them and say, hey, it's so nice to meet you. Anything I could ever do for you, please reach out to me. And look at your contacts in your phone. Scroll through the bottom of your phone and see how many contacts you have. I have 6,000 contacts. That's my network. That's how I monetize. That's how I'm involved in other businesses. That's my network. So I've got a lot of great people in there, but that's because... I had a plan and I had a goal and I and I, I, I when I go to the meetings, I don't sit in the corner and not talk to anybody. I go and I talk to people, but I ask them about them. I don't talk about me. I want to learn about them. I want to see if there's somebody that I can partner with or I can do business with. Um, keep in touch with your contacts. Keep your word. If you tell somebody you're going to do something, do it. I learned that from where I was raised. Serve first and add, and add value. So I first started off by taking you uh, through a journey. I took you through a journey where um, I, I was, I, I took you into what my life used to look like. When I was so ashamed of who I was that I couldn't even look in the mirror. To a point where I'm on the number one morning show, looking at myself on a monitor and, and just being proud of where I'm at in my life now. Again, I say this over and over and over again. I'm a flawed individual. I'm not, I'm not perfect. I, I never will be perfect. But you know what? I'm better than the person I was yesterday, which is better than the person that I was the day before, which was much better than the person I was in 2007. And, and, and it, it starts with a choice. It's, it starts with a decision of owning where you are with the vision of where you want to be and then fixing yourself first. I have to fix myself first before I can pour into any other people. And I got to genuinely care about people. I don't say that I care about people and then my actions don't match my words. I've got to genuinely care about people and help them. The more I help them, the more my life will be enriched and they'll help me. So I know I went on for quite a long time this morning. I hope that you received something out of this message today. I hope when Glenn goes back and listens to this message, um, you know, I made him proud because when I showed up today, I wanted to make sure that that man was proud of me um, when he goes back and watches this. And I hope, I hope that I said maybe one thing that'll make a difference in your life. Uh, if there's anything that I could do for you, reach out to me. Um, I'm on Facebook at Scott Simons. I'm at Instagram at Scott E. Simons. And uh, I'm going to go over on Clubhouse. So sorry I didn't have any music today. Sorry I didn't have any fancy things. I really can't sing and I sure can't dance. But I do care about you, and I hope I said one thing, one thing today that'll make an impact in your life. So if you would, jump over on Clubhouse. We've got an amazing show for you the rest of the day. Um, thank you so much, Liza. There's my business partner and, uh, and dear friend of mine, and uh, she gave me an opportunity of a lifetime, and, uh, 
And I see so many familiar faces on here. I just want y'all to know that um, y'all inspire me as much as I inspire you. And I appreciate each and every one of you, your kind words that you put in the comments. And uh, this is one amazing network. This is one amazing tribe. This is one amazing, um, each one of y'all have enriched my life. And I love and appreciate each and every one of you. Mr. Glenn Lundy, I hope when you go back and see this brother, I hope that I made you proud. Y'all have a great day. Please join me over on Clubhouse. Uh, and have amazing close, an amazing close to the third quarter. Let's make fourth quarter our best quarter, and let's make 2023 our best year ever.